The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. Welcome to Nick Pollock and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today's episode is with Casey Bubba. Well, real name Brian. Uh, as he's done many things across the fancy landscape, working with the Rota Baller, has his fantastic podcast, uh, Benched with Bubba. Now he does it with Batflip Crazy as well. Um, just a prolific member of the fantasy community. I am touched to have you here today with me, Brian. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me, Nick. I was I was honored to to be asked to be on the show. It's it's a fun one. I enjoy what you guys do a lot at Pitcher List and getting to know you and Alex a lot and a lot of your other content creators. It's been great to see. So I'm looking forward to this. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, this is a selfish podcast, as I say, because I, I essentially just want to get to know all these amazing people in our industry more. And I, I, I want to get straight to it, Casey. I'm sorry. I'm going to call you Brian. because You feel can like call me whatever you want. I, I have many, many <laughs> names. I have many, many names. I've answered to many. So whatever you prefer. All right, Steve. Um, so no, uh, <laughs> no, no, Brian, I, I want to hear your tale. I want to hear your journey, your perspective of this entire thing. Um, and as I do with everybody, I want to hear where it started. So where did you grow up, Brian? I grew up in uh, Woodland, California, a small town outside of Sacramento, but it was small when I was there. I've gone back to visit now and we have a Costco and all kinds of stuff. So it has grown quite a bit, but it was a small, was a rural town at one point in time. And uh, I grew up playing Little League and all that good stuff. I played baseball with Dustin Pedroia and oh, wow. uh, we played we played on all-star teams together. Um, so we, we've done that. Obviously, he had a much different career path than I did, <laughs> but uh, we, we kind of knew that when we were playing with him. He was that kind of special talent on the field. It was mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um, his family was great. He's, he was he was a hard-nosed guy then, as you saw him until he retired, basically. Same, same guy. Um, but then I just you know started uh, getting jobs and went to college at Davis, UC Davis. Uh, okay, graduated, yeah. graduated there, and, um, and, and here we are. Oh, man. So what did you play then in, uh, I guess this was high school or travel ball? We, well, we started, we played together. We were on nine and 10 year old all-stars, 11 and 12 year old all-stars, then the travel ball all-stars. So uh, I was mainly a first baseman okay. because I was a lefty. Everyone wanted to see me pitch. That was mm. fun. That was fun for a little while until they realized I had, I was like a Jamie Moyer, but a lot bigger. Um, I, I you don't want to be getting no. the Jamie Moore comparisons when you're no. like 11 years old. No, I was, I was, I was, a, I wasn't, I wasn't a heavy fastball guy, a lot of uh, curveballs and stuff. So right. it was fun for a while, but mainly, mainly first base for me. Okay. Okay. And what was, do you remember like the moment when you realized, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to actually play baseball. It's a tough thing that we all have yeah. to tell ourselves at some point. 
Yeah, it's one of those I knew I could have stayed playing all through high school if I want, but I kind of decided after uh, our JV year, I was like, you know what? I know this isn't going much farther than high school. Let's sure. go start getting a job and figuring things out because uh, for me, it was it was kind of fun. I was I was always pretty good in school and in my immediate family, like from my dad, my mom's side, really no one has ever gone to college. So I was really like kind of looking forward to doing that. And in order to like make that a full go, I had to realize baseball to be put on hold and I needed to start working to make some yeah, money sure, to do sure. that. So it was kind of a double edged sword. And what was your focus? I mean, I, I remember for me in uh, in high school, I thought I was going to be a psychologist for ages. And yeah, that clearly worked out, you know. Yep. So, so was there a certain thing like that Brian, young Brian was like, okay, that's the thing I'm going to pursue. What I always wanted to be, and it definitely for people that know me is not what came to be, is I, I when I was in high school, I was like, I'm going to be what they called the major kinesiology. I was going to be a, a, a physical therapist, athletic trainer. My okay. idea, my idea was I wanted to be on the bench. This way, I could still be in the game without sure. playing the game right. and do and do all that fun stuff. But the more I got to know that, uh, my mother worked for the Sacramento Kings doing payroll and stuff, so I got to kind of shadow their guy for a while. Oh, and I realized, cool. unless you're the big wig, the helper trainers. Like you're a manicurist and a pedicurist and you're doing like the least of the least. And I was like, maybe this isn't for me, but um, mm, that's, that's what yeah, I wanted to do. Right. Right. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I didn't want to go to grad school for six, seven years. That too. And that, that, that'd uh, be kind of rough. Yeah. I would be in debt. I would not really yeah. know at the end if I wanted to do it. I had been, uh, I'd been in school for so long and for me, I mean, I don't know how it was for you too. It's I know it sounds weird to say, but I understand the importance of school, and I there's these times when I would just embrace it so much, and then there are times when it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was such a force for me uh, mm-hmm. that I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore after six seven years. And yeah. I feel weird saying that. I feel like it, you're not allowed to say that even. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, and it's not for a lot of people. Like, I won't jump ahead too far because I don't know where we're going. But like, I'm on a, a deal that helps give out scholarships now, and I have to interview kids. And so, so many of them have such high, high dreams and I have to like, not like tell them no, but I have to explain to them, Hey, you need to come here because you're going to change your mind in college. You don't start, you don't usually don't finish right. before you start and all these things. And you're going to realize that, you know, in the world we live in these days, they keep saying you need a degree, but there's more kinds of specializations and all kinds oh, of different yeah. deals. And it's just, it's always evolving. So don't pigeonhole yourself. And, um, it, it's, 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 it's never changing things. I couldn't imagine, like you said, going and, the, the most enjoyment I ever found in college, per se, is not the early years. Like I've had guidance counselors flat out tell me that your general education at most schools is to weed you out to basically see if you really want to be here or not. That's right, why it's yeah. like no fun. So it was your major courses. Like when you were when you were actually in those courses, that's the most fun you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I, I can't agree more. I mean, the thing that a common theme in all of these is one of my major interests is the actual details of a business and the things you do to, you know, t- to separate yourself and the uh, the little fine details of how to be successful. Um, and one of those is, yeah, education is, is different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's so much access to information now that you can. Yes, there is a lot of benefit to it. I'm not saying do not go to school. It's yeah. the, it's it's an obvious thing to do. I uh, but specialization is everything. Look at me. All I do is starting pitchers. I don't even touch everything else. You know, is <laughs> catchers get out of here. You know, prospects. <laughs> what are relievers? I don't even touch relievers. Yeah. You know, and hyper specialization is uh, is kind of how the world works now. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's it's a different world, and it's not just in baseball. It's in everything yeah. else too. 
Uh, but right, so let's let's take it back here. Uh, so you go to UC Davis. You say essentially you want to be inside of the uh, uh, inside of the clubhouse and really helping there. And when you you made a shift at some point, you realized yeah. that wasn't for you. What was that shift like? Well, it was a combination of I enjoyed college too much, and um, I also realized I didn't want to start out when when you realize behind the scenes what it takes to be an athletic trainer. There's a lot of things I'm like, no, this isn't what I wanted to do. Right. And then my, the, the other side of me is I didn't want to be at an office job either. I love being outside. Mm-hmm. So I have, I, like I said, I grew up in a rural area. I took internships working in cornfields and stuff. And I'm not oh, saying wow. like, I, I'm not saying I'm like Joe Farmer, but I changed to an agricultural degree. And um, because in this, in California, especially, it's like the number one commodity is farming. And there's, there's, there's a transformation at the time. And there still is to this day most of the people that work in the industry are getting older and near retirement. So we need more youth to keep coming in. So I found an opening there. I found a fraternity, the agricultural fraternity, and I had a lot of friends that already were in that. And I found what I loved and I, and I started working outside and doing different things. And that's where I am now. Oh man. Agriculture fraternity. You know, they really yeah. know how to cultivate talent. Okay. Look I, at you. I'm so ashamed of myself. It no, those are right my kind there. of jokes. I love that. Yeah. That is beautiful. <laughs> Well, that's how I harvest success here. Okay, so I'm very corny. I'm going to stop right now. Um, anyway, so cause that's that's very interesting. So that's actually the, the field you work in now is in agriculture. Yep. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm a pest control advisor is what they call them. Uh, the simple definition is like a plant doctor. Um, okay. Farmers hire my company and there's many other companies that do it. Basically, when they plant something, I, main, I monitor the field. And they, they water it and do all that stuff. But I monitor the health of the plant between diseases and insects and organic and conventional and all different forms of it. My goal is to do whatever it takes to get that plant from planting into a box into a grocery store. So my job is to make sure it stays healthy and gets harvested. Oh, man. Look at you. You're just protecting all of us. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the keep everybody well fed and nourished is my goal. There you go. That's <laughs> it. That that's, uh, that's on his plaque right there. If you yeah. don't know, Brian's <laughs> plaque, it says exactly that. Well fed and nourished. Uh, so how do you balance then like doing that job uh, with everything you do? Because you do a lot of things. You put in so much work in the fantasy uh, community. I, I appreciate that. And there's many days where I, I'm very, very tired and right. I wonder what I'm doing. Uh, the, be- <laughs> the beauty of the job I have is like right now we're talking because it's very flexible. So I can literally like come back to my house real quick, do this for a while, however long it takes and that I can go back to work. It's a beautiful thing because our hours, as long as the sun's up, we can work type deal. Right, uh, right. So that that's very flexible. It's just a matter of managing your time. Um, there's slow seasons where I can get a lot more stuff done. There's busy seasons where it's really tough to manage it all. Sure. It's just a matter of it's, it's the drive. It's how much do you want it? And you realize that if you want to keep making the strides, you got to put the extra time in and eventually things will work its way out. But a lot of it's just time management. And some days you just don't sleep. So, so yeah, I, I very much understand that writing the roundup <laughs> from 11 p.m. to 1.30 a.m. Yeah. and then waking up at 7.45 to do the mm-hmm. morning stream on Twitch. Yeah. I, I love it, though. I kind yeah. of like it's, it makes you feel, you know, on, like that drive and that purpose in a mm-hmm. way. It's like, OK, cool. This is what I have to do. And it's well, like, I, like I tell people, it's the little things like you get a message, a DM or somebody goes, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing. You help me do this. That's all it is. Like I get that little gratitude and then. It makes me want to do it again the next day. Like it's, it's that simple. Yeah, we're we're that easy, everyone. Yep. <laughs> we are. It, it, some may think it's silly, but it's that true. Oh, it's so true. Um, mm-hmm. the, yeah, it, uh, it it keeps the midnight oil going. Uh, mm-hmm. But I but so 
let's I want to get an idea of essentially everything that you are doing. Like I want work through the day of, of Brian here. Okay. Um, so you want like between work and fantasy work? Okay. Yes, um, I want to know like the fantasy work you're doing and how, like you're okay. saying managing your time. Like, so what is yeah. that like? So for the most part, it's uh, my alarm goes off at five, five a.m., which I'm I'm a morning person, uh, so I'm used to it. Uh, so this year it's different. I was getting up even earlier last year, but I kind of changed my schedule this year. So five a.m. I get up and I finish up my article for Rotoballer Monday through Friday. I put out a, a DFS article. Uh, two days a week it's free content. Three days a week it's uh, premium content. So I finish those in the morning. I kind of prep them the night before. We'll get to that. Um, so I finish those. I finish those in the morning. Then I um, grab my daughter. My, my wife usually feeds her or I'll wake up and feed her or whatever. Get her ready. Take her to daycare. We do that. I go to work. Do that for the day. Usually end up picking her up from daycare, bringing her home. And we do dinner, bath, all that fun stuff. Put her to sleep about 6.30 or 7. Then it's two to three podcasts. And um, get my writing started and go to bed uh, between 11 and 12. Wait, so two to three podcasts a week? A night. Um, during night. Base, during baseball season, I do two different DFS shows. They're about a half hour to 45 minutes each. And then I do um, Bench with Bubba twice a week. I do a golf podcast on Mondays. And then I, I do, you know, the ITL boys. I do an hour with them every Thursday for their radio show. So the weekends are my downtime. People like go, uh, you've been quiet. Yeah, because this is where I just kind of go play golf and uh, I'll check scores and stuff. But I kind of just decompress for the weekend. Sure, yeah. And then I'm the back way. at it. Yeah, sun, Sunday night, I do my two DFS shows again, and we start rolling for Monday through Friday content. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That is that is an incredible commitment. It's, it's uh, You got to stick to the schedule. It works, but you got to stick to the schedule. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, you're a morning person. Thankfully, yeah. I mean, this is a constant thing, too. I find that a lot of people are doing this. People think it's an easy time, you know, no. like, oh, you get to do oh, talk about sports. It must be so great. And it's just like th- there is. Yes, there is the grind. But there, I mean, I kind of hate the term the grind just because mm-hmm. in if you ways, like it, it shouldn't be a grind. Right. There, it, it is that it's also when you think of the grind, it it's to me, it seems like it's just work for the sake of work as opposed mm-hmm. to work with the intent of improving. Yeah. Right. That's true. Uh, That's true. And it's if you just focus as a grind, I just need to put in my hours. And I'm like, well, then it's, you know, only my coach used to say good practice is good practice, not bad mm-hmm. practice. Right. True. Uh, so it's you got to, you know, the grind is like, ah, oh, but no, you should be just constantly improving. Yeah. But um, but I mean, that is a truly, truly is a grind and a positive grind. Let's call yes. it that positive. It's grind. very positive. That. Oh, man. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, I, I have so many questions about this. First of all, I, you know, I'm congrats on having a child. I'm sure you're having a wonderful time with that. You know, I never probably gave you that when no no worries. It's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's awesome. It it does uh, take up a lot more time than before she came along. I could do whatever I want. I could do pot. My schedule is even looser than it was and it was fun, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like people talk about it and um, we, I have a long story about trying to have kids and stuff. I don't know if this is the podcast for it. We can talk about it if you want, but um it's uh she means the world to me so mm-hmm. it's uh it's pretty awesome that i've thought about like kind of taking steps back and stuff but i found a way to make it work for now but uh, it's 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 very cool uh, well i would love to hear this story as okay. long as it's i mean i imagine it's no. family friendly for the most part it, it, no it's very family friendly yeah, it's yes. it's, oh, please, it's, I would love to it's, hear. it's sad to some but at least there's a happy ending to it but sure. um like you guys have heard uh, danielle and justin talk about their stories a lot and we yes. i've talked with them many times because we've had similar situations mm-hmm. and um we went through times not being able to have kids we went through uh, ivf and had miscarriages we had many things going on and the doctor literally told me one told us one day that we would not have kids 
Wow. Like we just wouldn't have kids. And it was probably one of the worst days of my life. And we sat yes. in the parking lot and cried for hours. Like we couldn't, I couldn't even drive. So it was, it was very tough. And uh, we basically gave up on it. And we're just like, okay, we're gonna go live life. My wife went to nursing school. She's graduating in a month now. And uh, we just kind of lived life. And she surprised me um, to, I guess, a de- December, two Dece- no, the last December. And um, she said she was pregnant. And I thought she was lying to me. And she says, no, I waited. I waited almost three months to tell you because I want to make sure nothing would happen again because of everything yeah, we've yeah. gone through. And uh, I've been skipping since then. And the day she was born in July, best days of my life. Like oh, it's, I'm so happy. And, you, and like I, I, I try not to preach about it too much because I know people that are still having trouble, but I always tell them if they, have, well, if they ever want to talk to someone, I've yeah. seen everything you could see the good, the bad, the ugly. My door is always open. I'm not just a fancy guy. If you just want to talk and have a friendly conversation, Come find me because I've talked to some guys about it. It's and a lot of guys try to be tough. I, I went to a counselor. Like I was in dark times. It was right, like right. literally doing my baseball podcast was the only thing that kept me sane. I yeah. was it was miserable. So, yeah, now I have my little my little one and I, it's it's pretty darn awesome. Oh, I'm so happy for you. And I think yeah. everybody listening who knows of you, Casey, or I want to say Casey because that's how we know you. That's I don't fine. know. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's totally <laughs> Steve, fine. I'll just go back to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, anyone that knows you believes that, you know, that, that you are, you are very approachable. You're very genuine, very kind. And this is, you know, I, I highly recommend anyone to take that up, uh, you know, take up your offer if, you know, they are going through something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's, it, there is a massive stigma, I think, from it, but mm-hmm. there shouldn't be. I mean, I've, no. um, I, I've known many people that have had similar stories and this is, uh, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, it happens. It's, it's something yeah. that a lot of people go through and, that's life, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, that's kind of where we finally got to. It's like, okay, this is our life. We'll go live a great life. If we want to adopt, we'll, we'll do that. There's, right. there's plenty of things we can do to help. And then it just happened. And it was, like I said, the most amazing thing ever, but it doesn't happen for everybody. And that's unfortunately the way it works. So don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Don't be afraid to get help. Like there's nothing wrong with any of that. Don't be tough. Cause if you be tough, you're just going to ruin yourself. And it really almost ruined it almost ruined our marriage. It ruined almost everything just because right, right. of my stubbornness and quote unquote male masculinity that yeah. it was tough to finally accept that life throws you curveballs. You just got to figure out, you know, baseball terms, figure out how to hit him, figure it out. Right. So, I, yeah. Just don't watch trouble with the curve. If you're trying to, no, no, balls. don't do that. Worst, worst, and, worst movie ever. And don't, don't uh, let him use sticky stuff like Trevor Bauer. So, <laughs> um, but I, but yeah, we're, you know, we're humans. We're not robots. Yep. Motions are a, a natural thing. And we, yeah, I, I like this idea of we have to, I don't know, be positive about emotions. Emotions are good. Yep. to embrace them, they are recognize good them and feel good to express them. Do not hold them in. Mm-hmm. I, but, uh, so, so your wife, how did you meet your wife initially? I met her at Davis uh, in college. Um, like I said earlier in, in a roundabout way, I had a lot of fun in college. I enjoyed college. I went to a lot of parties in college. Sure. I was, um, I, so I told her she was very fortunate because I went to school for five years. I took a couple, I took one quarter off to work and make some more money. And that was an internship working in a vineyard. But, um, I met her on Valentine's day, our final year in school. Um, huh. a bunch of my guys from the fraternity were like, oh, let's just go to the bar, all the single guys. And then we'll just go have some drinks. Our favorite band's playing. Let's go. And she was there with some of her sorority sisters. And my, my buddy knew them already. So I just went over and talked to him and she gave a group of us a ride home and I got her phone number and we just kind of started talking from there. And literally I knew her for about, we, gra- we graduated like three months later and she moved down here about six months after that. And here Amazing. we are. Oh, I yeah, love we, that. 
Yeah, it was, it was pretty. I told her, "You're very fortunate. You found me when I was older and almost done with school and kind of had my stuff together. If you would have found me like two years before that, we probably never would have talked again." <laughs> yeah, right. I have I have all of these friends that I've made over the past like eight years or so, and I'm like yeah. ah, before then, I was mm, I was different. <laughs> yep, exactly. We all were. We all grow up. We all change. It's like just be glad you know the me now and not the me then. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, what was the what was the band that was playing? They're called Cold Shot. They were like an '80s cover band, and they played every Wednesday night at our favorite bar, Froggies, which I think that's still the name now. And like they had a, a drink deal on Wednesdays, and it was always crowded, but it wasn't as crowded that night because it was Valentine's Day. But right. it was fun. We just sat there and we were watching our band play and having some fun, and yeah. Oh, that's great. A, a good house band yep. or just a good bar band is such a wonderful it's thing. It's the best. That's why I love you go visit like Nashville or Austin or even Key West. There's always a band playing and you can just sit there and enjoy them. It's oh so great. God. I went to I went to Austin uh, a couple years ago mm-hmm. and there was there is a funny story. One of my friends essentially it was his birthday and he hates like well he doesn't hate blues or whatever, but he just wanted to go to a a, a place that was playing like you know loud uh, like club music essentially. So we're walking along like the I think it's the Dirty Six I believe it's called. I'm mm-hmm. probably butchering that on Sixth Street. For yeah. That knows this spore mm-hmm. if you're listening whatever in Austin. <laughs> And Dan Wist, and uh, essentially, I'm hearing all these awesome, you know, awesome bands. I, I'm a huge, I love good blues, and it's such yep. an amazing thing. And I just want to go to each one. And he's like, "We're not going in there. We're not going there." I'm like, "I'm going nuts." Yeah. Like, are you serious? You find the one place that is playing club music, and it's uh, terrible. Yeah. So then, eventually, I just go, "I'm, I'm out of here." And I, like a friend of mine, and we go to a, a different bar. And there's this band called Gasoline Boots, mm-hmm. and they were so good. Yep. And I've never run into them before. Um, and they have they have a song called Ashtray. It's just yep. ah, it's just such a good song. Um, that stuff is amazing. I miss it so much these days. Yeah, when I went to Austin, we have family that lives there now, so we went to visit them last year, and we went to a piano bar. I love piano bars. Oh Cause yeah, because you, you can just request and they duel and like the best things ever. Dueling piano yeah. bars, uh, you can never have a bad time, in my opinion, a dueling piano bar. But you mentioned blues. Um, I used to do a football trip every year with some buddies. We go to like a different college football game because baseball season's a little busy for us, tougher to do. Sure, yeah, yeah. But um, we we went to uh, Old Miss, but we stayed. It's like an hour and a half away from Oxford's Memphis, so we stayed right off of Beale Street. If you're a blues guy, obviously that makes sense, but you need to go to Beale Street. That was absolutely legendary stuff. Oh man, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember going off to New Orleans and, and yep. uh, visiting a friend there. And one night we just went to some random blues, and it was just this is the best. Oh my yeah. god! I, I I used to play, I used to play in a band, and one thing we did randomly was uh, "Born of a Bad Sign." And they played it there, and I was I, like, I took a video. I was like, see, like this is why we didn't make it, guys. Like this is <laughs> this is actually how it's supposed to be done. Oh, it, it's it's such a great thing. And I will say this about New York: I I adore the city. It is the greatest mm. city in the world. All that stuff. I will be as biased as anything. I do recognize it is a bit harder to find that just natural mm. music bar here. I even as someone that played in New York, yeah. uh, it's still it's, it's still harder to do. So, uh, good blues. I'll go to Beale. That's in Mississippi. You said Memphis. 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 Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I got to go to Tennessee overall. I got to go to Nashville yeah. as well. Like just ugh, Nashville. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I sing on music here. I so is it primarily blues for you? Is there other stuff as well that you latch onto? Um, I, I can listen to anything really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have like a preference um, for those listening to bench with Bubba. My intro is Metallica. That's one of my go-tos. I love it. And I've, I've talked about them before is some people associate them with, you know, metal eighties. And I'm, to me, they're more than that. 
like they're actual amazing musicians. Oh, I yeah. enjoy my favorite Metallica songs are the ones where they just riff for like six minutes. Mm. Um, and that's why I love going to them in concert because they do that with every song. They don't right, just sit right, there right. and like bang their head against the wall. They just go through riffs and you just hear them. And then they have the quiet vocals at times. Like they're actually amazing musicians. And so I, I am tremendous Metallica fans. I, I like classic rock, um, 80s rock. I, uh, people will laugh at times, but I even saw Vlad Sedler tweet about it the other day. He watched the country music awards. I love country music. Depends on which Avenue you go down. Like I love the old school stuff. You know, you give Will, Willie and Waylon and cash and all them amazing bluesy kind of country, mm-hmm. but then there's this like new era of kind of rockier country with like Eric church and Chris Stapleton, who I could listen to Chris Stapleton, probably sing the phone book. And it'd be amazing because he's got that bluesy sound that you like. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. he is so good. So I, I like a little bit of everything. Like I'm really not a lot of the club stuff I could probably do without, but if it's got a good beat, I'll bob my head to it and enjoy it. But right, I, right. I, I, I mainly like a country and a classic rock guy if I had to pick, but I like a little bit of everything. I mean, <laughs> so I, I was okay. I didn't have like my musical renaissance until I was about 15 or so. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of funny. I, I saw the matrix I guess I was like 13 and the end song is wake up by rage against the machine. Mm-hmm. But my dad interpreted it as cashmere. Oh, it's, like, you know, it's the same, like heavy mm. on the D da, 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 yeah. da, 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 right. And I, I was just humming it. So he's like, Oh, it's cashmere. I was like, I thought it was close enough. So then I got into Led Zeppelin and that was like my whole mm. exploration now of classic rock got to everything. But before then, I was a giant Mission Impossible fan. Okay. And Mission Impossible 2, the lead yep. single was I Disappear. Yep. So I was like, quote unquote, Metallica fan for a moment <laughs> because yeah. of that. And then like, then I became an actual like legit Metallica fan. Amazing. Yeah. You know, I think you're talking about Orion, like if you want to yes. like, it's just instrumental what, stuff. Yeah. But I, and then the, oh, I, I can't remember what it is off of Death Magnetic. There's one that's really good. It's like the second to last song. And it's driving me nuts that I can't remember that the name of that one. But that's I can hum the whole thing, which yeah. I won't do. You don't want to hear that. Well, <laughs> like I can tell you what he does, but I can't. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the name of it right now. But uh, but Metallica is fantastic. They are really really great musicians, and I know yeah. I totally understand the I don't know the the dislike of their presentation. Yeah, like it seems like it's all this yeah. you know There's just, a stigma. Yeah, it's just too. It seems fake with how much they're presenting their masculinity. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which I totally understand. I yep. get you don't like. No, that. I get it too. Yeah. But you know, I, I the, the music's fantastic. They're actually really yep. creative. Uh, <laughs> you know, musicians. Like they were willing to work with like a blues. They made an album with some uh, blues guys. Uh, they worked with people that worked with Prince and Tom Petty before. Like they've they're willing to to try different things, yeah. which a, lo- a lot of those kind of quote unquote heavy metal guys would never do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I still every so often sing like, hey, yeah. You yeah. got to add that extra <laughs> yeah. thing at the end. <laughs> but yep. I mean, I will say this too: when it comes to metal, uh, sorry for you know everybody. I you talk about music. I'm going to go for ages. I with, with metal specifically, there you know the yes, they had thrash, which is more aggressive yeah. and has this fast stuff. But a lot of metal is abrasive, you know, to mm-hmm. people. It's like too harsh. It's too yeah. much. And I will say, there's something about Metallica. The reason why they're as large as they are is not only are are Hetfield's vocals somewhat like really pleasant yep. to listen to very mm-hmm. like it's clean it's not you know even when he's more aggressive with it it's not i don't not mm-hmm. as abrasive it's not yeah. as uh dissonant to your ears as other metal bands are yeah he's um, not like screeching like some do he's, right. he's like listen to like nothing else matters where it gets all quiet and he's just kind of like humming his song to you and stuff yeah. it's, you don't get that in metal songs yeah it, it's it's much more it's it, for for such an a 
you know, aggressive band yeah. perceived. Mm-hmm. It's a very calming voice. They can do uh, it all. They have the they have right. the aggressive ones. I won't deny that. <laughs> they yeah. have those. But but there's there's also the like, come on, Mariana Rivera came out to Inter Sandman. Everyone even, in baseball knows that. And it's not a crazy hard song. Well, right. But I mean, even his vocals in that, you know, when yeah. even it's like, eh, it's a night, but that's still yeah. like it's clean. There's like smoothness to it. Yeah, that that's yeah. what I'm getting at with it. Um but also, I mean, the music itself um isn't it, they didn't really do many too many blast beats say for the earlier thrash the uh, yeah. the the songs themselves are poppy in their nature mm-hmm. of like the notes that they're going with and they're all catchy melodies it's a much yep. more of a comfort zone of metal than you would think True. with metallica and they do such a good job of interweaving the clear like this is metal but mm-hmm. also like not actually that abrasive once you yep. really listen to it. So I have so much appreciation for Metallica. Yep. And it does not surprise me whatsoever that they're as large as they are. Yep, definitely. Uh, so, oh man, I can. Okay. So do you ever play music? Do you ever like have that musical avenue? No, I always wanted to play drums as a kid, but uh, that was a big no from the, from the mom. <laughs> she was, that was not happening in the household. So no, I did not. I, I just played sports, but it's all I, I played baseball sure. pretty much all the time. So no, no music for me. And uh, Giants fan? Diehard, born and raised. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been to Candlestick. Like, there's pictures of me at Candlestick when I was like one and a half years old. Um, I've I've born and raised Giants fan. It's gonna be hard for me to ever quit that one. Yeah. Okay. Understood. I mean, mm-hmm. you got you had some ridiculous years to the point that it was referred to as BS. So yeah, yeah. It was, I, I I can't complain anymore. I complained <laughs> for a long time. I thought 2002 would have been the closest I have ever got to anything, but um, life turned in a very positive direction in the in the decade of the tens. So that was good. Unbelievable. It, it yep. was frustrating for all of us. <laughs> you know, we were sick of it. Speak for yourselves. No, I'm just kidding. As a, as a as a Yankee fan, I'm saying, how dare you? Yes, yeah, exactly. I was like 27. Or we're still at 27. We get to 28 yet. No, we're at 27. It's all right. We're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah, yeah. No. Except you know, the whole town, the whole town of New York seems like they're burning down because the Mets are running the world. So, like everything you read right now, um, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's like uh, what, are we 12 games into the season, 15 games. Come on, guys. It happens every year. Do you remember when the Mets were like 12 and three once yeah, or something? It was just exactly. like, okay, we're we know this isn't going to last. They, they, they have a term called the Mets are going to Mets for a reason. Just let it yeah. go. <laughs> Mets, you know yeah um i'm still jealous though of like the san diego padres uh padres for now this is padresing yeah. which is the greatest meme ever with uh with anakin on his pod racer oh that's good this is, now this is padresing and then, that's oh, good i'm so jealous of that and i wish yeah i wish i could have that but i can't i can just watch yeah. from afar um but that does mean like so you're saying you're diehard giants but as you got into you know writing about baseball and covering it have you found yourself pulling away at all from your fandom yeah it's, it's a great question because i've seen many people talk about it i still tune on i still tune in pretty much every night one thing about doing my late night schedule i just put the game on and i can have it on silent when i record and stuff so that's great um uh, i i'd say i'm still pretty much a, a pretty much diehard fan but i get what you're saying like i'm not i keep the biases out of my content if that's the way yeah, right, to think right. about it. So um, I, I get that part. And there's years like recently when they've been pretty much out of it by May or June where it helps being able to do fantasy content because yeah. the season's pretty much over. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, for me, it's like, I'm just pitchers. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'm seeing people mention that I have a Yankee bias. I'm like, no, Jordan Montgomery is just really good. Like he yeah. had a 0.8 whip guys. Like yeah, what, do you, what really, do you want? Really <laughs> yeah. 
Jameson Tyon, I was been Giant fan before he became a Yankee. And yep. it's Corey Kluber. All right, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We'll just push that aside. <laughs> Do that rant. Why am I even doing that? I uh, and so so let's let's then talk about how you got into this. Right, you're doing all the ag- agriculture stuff. What was the the moment? Do you remember this? We're like, hey, you know what? Maybe we're going to give this whole sports thing a try too. Well, one thing I always wanted to do, I guess, besides just being an athletic trainer, even when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a broadcaster. I wanted to talk sports because I just love sports. Um, I used to get paid to score keep for like little league baseball games and stuff. Like huh. that was something I love. And I'd write little blurbs for the newspaper. So and so went three for four last night, whatever. So that was kind of stuff I love doing. You know, obviously put a back seat to that with college and everything. But, you know, you sit, you sit with your buddies and you're sitting there talking sports and, I was just telling my wife one day, I'm like, you know, these podcasts are kind of starting up and everything, and I'm catching on to this now. Is why don't I just do something? And like you said, this is like your selfish endeavor. Me creating Bench with Bubba was my selfish endeavor to just talk to people about sports. Like, right. it, at, at first, it wasn't 100% going to be a fantasy thing, and obviously it turned into that, which I love. But my very first podcast was with, was with Brock Ness Monster, and he's a Dodger fan. We literally just talked Giants-Dodgers rivalry. That's all it was. Just my sure, very yeah. first podcast. So I, I do that just to enjoy talking sports. And it's obviously ballooned from there. But it was just kind of a thing like, hey, I'm on Twitter. There's this cool community. Let's see where it takes me. Let's let's see what we can do here. You know, and uh, I will say by now, look at you. You have the Yeti with no gain. You have it right in your face. <laughs> Some you know? very, very nice guy pointed these <laughs> things out to me. And, and, and you know, only t- I, I probably recorded over a thousand podcasts and it took till now for for, <laughs> for, for all to come to fruition. Yeah, you're wondering, man, I, Brian has never sounded so good before. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, th- you make a really good point, though. Like your first podcast was Yankee. Uh, sorry, not Yankees. Dodgers. Uh, Giants, Giants rivalry, right? And mm-hmm. you look back and it's like, well, that's not, you know, I, I needed time to figure out exactly what I'm doing, mm-hmm. how, how, how I'm doing it and to improve along the way. Yep. And it's easy to lose sight of that, especially when you're starting off. You feel like you need it be, to be perfect. You need yeah. to be the thing right away. And no, the only thing it needs no. to be is consistent. It just needs yes, to keep going. Yes, that's the number one thing. That's it. Be consistent. That's all it is. If your content's good enough and you're consistent, they will come. It's like the old field of dreams. If you build it, they will right. come. It's that simple. Yep. And you just keep doing it. But then again, make it so it's not just the grind to make it a positive yep. grind. Mm-hmm. So cool. You're doing this, but then don't just do it and forget about it. You got to actually focus on yeah. it. Yeah. What can I be doing better? What are all the things involved? There's a microphone. There's yep. post-processing. There are the notes. There's how I'm recording it. How do I sound with it? Listen back. All these little things you do yep. as you keep going. What are other people doing? Oh, that's what do I like from that? Cool. Maybe I can incorporate something like that, too. That's a good idea. Yep. You know, you're not going to have all the answers. Everyone else is. Well, and like I, I, I do something that some people say you should never do, but well, I never listen to my shows again. That's one thing I never do. After I edit it, it's it's into the the you know bliss the for ethers. Me. Yeah. yeah, I never I never <laughs> see that again. But um, one thing I do that some people don't like to do is I after I do my shows and everything, I work out of my truck. I listen to podcasts all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think it's a way to make myself better. It's like, like you said, what are these guys doing? Okay, that's right. interesting. Yep. Let me try this. Some people don't want to do that because they feel like they're stealing content. No. Well, I no, hate no, to break. No. I hate to break it to people. There's so much content out there. It's yeah. all going to overlap somewhere. That's just how it's going to work. There's exactly. no way that I, I tweeted it out one time. I, I try to tweet things out to not be like confrontational, but I just want to say them. I said, I, one of my stigmas that I, I when I listen to shows is when people say I'm the only one or something. I'm like, mm. I hate to break it to you guys. There are so many people either <laughs> writing or recording or um, like they're like Mason's like, well, I'm the only one with Cedric Mullins. Okay, I'll probably give you that one. I will give you that one. But sure. there's so many like vague statements. I'm like, no, you're not the only one. I hate to say that to you. Right. But that's not a bad thing. Just embrace it. Like there's so much good content out there and you can all work and learn from each other. I think it's a, a great tool to use, but 
that's just me no i mean what's the whole thing is that a uh, good artist copy and mm-hmm. a great artist steal essentially right or something like that something like that yeah oh man i should i should have stolen it i, for, I <laughs> no but the whole idea is yes we're, we're all improving off of each other we're all learning mm-hmm. things in in the ui ux department for example there's an old thing like hey don't try and make up a new thing just go find something you like and then build on that yep you know and that's yeah that's what you're supposed to do in all forms of content really yep. uh so yeah, you just keep doing podcasts. You keep doing it regularly. Focus. The intent is everything of, can I be better? How do I be better? Yep. Uh, and yeah, just keep doing your thing. So so you started this when? When was your first podcast? First podcast. We are in 2021 now. I want to say it was like 17, 2017. Okay. No, maybe. No, it was probably 2016 because I've been doing my DFS show for five years. So Bench with Bubba. Bench with Bubba's probably been going on about five and a half years, give or take. And it wasn't very consistent at first. Obviously, now it's like a not a well-oiled machine, but it's consistent. Let's put it that oh, way. Yeah. Um, but it, it, uh, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. How dare you? <laughs> but uh, for a while, there was kind of like, okay. And then like you, when you're new, you're afraid to ask certain people to be on your shows and this and that, mm-hmm. which we've talked before is this community is so freaking awesome. Like, oh, yeah. Like literally, I've told everybody, I know you have and others. As long as it fits in my schedule, I'll jump on any show. Absolutely. Like I'll, I will. I don't care if you have two followers or two thousand or twenty thousand. Right. I'll, I'll jump on your show. Um, but and once you kind of get that stigma out of your head, then you can start making your schedule and be consistent. And then it just took off from there. So we're we're we're, we're rocking and rolling. Hey man, I, I think July twenty sixth is the anniversary, uh, the five year anniversary of On the Corner uh, with Fast, something like that. We we got to do an anniversary special. I yeah. don't know exactly what it will be. That's awesome. But uh, we'll we'll figure something out. It's so cool thinking back on it because like if I started say five and a half or six years ago, whatever you guys started five years ago. I know the ITL guy started about seven years ago. Like there's such a group of us that we all kind of you know there's yeah. the road of wires of the world and everything that started out a while back. But then there's like our little pod area where we all kind of started out together. Obviously, some like you pitch list is this you know mega thing now, but like we're all kind of growing pretty growing. pretty cool it's pretty cool Absolutely. seeing the whole thing come together so for, yeah, the, the, for the people blood. starting out new for the people starting out new that's all you gotta do it didn't we didn't do it overnight either <laughs> well right i mean that's something that yeah it's easy to lose sight of is like hey yeah. you know being in the industry for a year or two or something like that like okay that was 2016 for me because yeah. I, I started picture kiss in 2014 i was i was just trying you know i was i remember meeting spore and Eno in 2016 and they were aware of me i was like what yeah you what how do you know me like you should not know me you know like that's that's how it is so yeah it is weird man too yeah. long we've been doing this okay so <laughs> uh so so you start this podcast and that's the only form of content you were doing at the time is that right yeah um a because i wanted to talk about sports that was part of it b i have no confidence in my writing skills at all like i knew even in school writing was not my thing um i just i i just wasn't my deal especially editing wise like i could write all you want but you get stuff back to you with just covered in red so that was just right, how okay, okay. i knew my writing was bad but then I got to the point where I, if I wanted to take the next step, you, you know, you can't, you can just podcast all the time if you want, but you kind of need to write too. That's yep. kind of how it's going to go. So I started dipping my toe in there and doing this and doing that. And obviously I found this thing called Grammarly, which is absolutely oh amazing. Lord. It is the biggest lifesaver in the world for me because I, I guarantee you my content still isn't a hundred percent like perfect, but they make it at least somewhat 
doable. I, I feel so. like I need to get them as a sponsor or something because yeah, I, like, mean, I would do it I, for free. Just come on down. <laughs> so, I mean, we're doing it right now. Like yeah. Grammarly, uh, we make everyone, every writer here get yeah. it. That's how Rotoballer was. They made us all get it immediately. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know why I never had this before. It's it's unbelievable. It saves me all the time. Then I then I argue with it. Uh, yeah, no, they need a they need a sports too. function. They need a sports function. Yeah, they like, don't know I, any I was, of these names. Yeah. I was writing about Brandon Belt the last two days, and I started off the sentence like Belt da da da. They always wanted to change it to the Belt, and I'm like, yeah, no, right, it's right. Belt. Like, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> or that I mean, I had an argument actually, like on Twitch. Yeah, like I'm doing this thing now. Like you kind of are too, and I do want to talk about it later about live streaming as you do these podcasts and stuff. Um, but I had an argument about. Is a handful or are a handful? Yeah. Like these players, uh, uh, I don't know, Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo are a handful of options or mm-hmm. is it is or because it is the handful itself is the single entity. Yeah. But good, the good entity question. itself is ascribing a plural. Yeah. So I, I'm going with the plural. It, they are the entity, you know, so it's like the handful is an R. I don't know. It, uh, Grammarly doesn't agree with me. I'm like, Mm-mm, yeah, the, there, there are there, there are there are definitely <laughs> there are definitely some moments where I'm like, even my poor grammar skills like this does not sound right to me. Like it oh, just yeah. doesn't doesn't sound well, right. Okay, so I mean, on that topic, really quickly, um, I always like, when it comes to editing and figuring out like your own writing, something for me that is huge, huge help. I think I mentioned this with Chamberlain was say it out loud, like yeah, literally, hundred percent. Take the sentence and say it out loud and see how comfortable it is. If you want to say something else instead, yeah. I and, and embellish. Like yeah. I know it sounds wrong at first. You you over embellish. It's better to be over embellishing than be over simple. I yep. uh, if I at first at least and then you can simplify then it then the simple sounds uh like beautiful and sweet all of a sudden yep. because it's abnormal and then like oh this is a nice balance yep. but over embellish push yourself in that way and then eventually like all right I don't need to use every single word in this thesaurus yeah. then you pull it back and uh but I, I will tell you in most writing especially like in the fantasy world my understanding is the more that you can in any way like add color to the uh to the words and make it less like a textbook yeah um the better uh your writing will be and that's why i try to do something different and it's not for everybody another thing i tweeted out the other day because i saw someone mention it and i wanted to kind of spread the word to other new writers maybe is use your voice like i know there's i know there's some places and i've run into it at times is they want like a certain format but that does like if I'm reading something, I want the author's voice because it'll keep me reading. So that's that goes back to the colorful comments you just made. And that's why it stuck out to me is I'm a very like laughable, sarcastic person. So sometimes I'll like type things that have like a joke in it. And it might not be quote unquote professional, but someone that's writing my content will get it or reading my content right. will, will oh, get man. it. And that's what I want it to be. So keep it uh, keep it kind of like your voice. I think that's something that gets lost a lot is some people try to get too professional. And I almost kind of get turned off when I'm reading that kind of stuff at times. Oh, I'm not. Re- I'm not reading a like a, a scientific, you know, uh, paper abstract, on. Yeah, like yeah, I I want something that's gonna can entertain me. Everything we're doing is entertainment, right? Yep. I but I mean, you're reaching to the choir with my SP roundups. I mean, yeah. it's just oh, that's why I love them. The joke, yeah. <laughs> like it's because like I literally could see like, like you sitting there writing them like like laughing out loud or something as you do it because it makes sense to me and i I appreciate that factor of it Uh, i'm no joke i am laughing out loud and putting my head on the desk as i do it like what am i doing is like this is so dumb what am i doing right and sometimes i even add like the italics of the person be like nick stop as in like i'm recognizing how stupid this is everyone i love it though uh, 
But I mean, the I think the one that I'm like the the example for me in the entire year is the Matt Moore one. I don't know if you saw it from the weekend, but essentially, I can only say that Matt Moore is not someone that's fantasy relevant in so many ways. <laughs> so, so instead, good. I, I, so I painted a picture of a boat where we're, we're on day 34, searching, <laughs> trying to weather the storm of Hurricane Moore, that's searching so for Spencer Howard in the distance. Where is he? <laughs> One day he'll show up and save us from more. Oh, that's great. That's uh, perfect, though. See, that's what you're. That's what. But that's what your audience like oh likes God. and expects and enjoys. Oh man, so that's, that's the, the beauty stuff. of it. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta let yourself loose, have expression, have a, yep. a fun time with it. And if they don't appreciate it, well, whatever. That's you, and that's yep. your product. Exactly. But uh, so so you you were saying you weren't really into the writing stuff at first, but then you kind of figured out, oh, I need to be writing. So mm-hmm. when did you make that transition? Um, cause I have my own little side project site, fantasy DGENs that I've been doing. So I'll, I'll write there from time to time. And I, as I started kind of doing smaller things and I called them like Bubba's blurbs and I was kind of, you know, Hey, I, I saw this tr- trending. Here's my thoughts on it. Like little small things here and there. And then I started doing the DFS content at, at uh, a couple other sites before Roto Baller. And it just kind of, um, went from there. So I started about three years ago, I'd say two and a half, three years ago for the writing side. And I'm glad I did it because one thing it does do is it helps me take deeper dives into players that I never would have done before. And it really gives me a better understanding of things. So I appreciate that part of it. So, so fantasy sports, the gents, was that you or did you just join that team? That's me. That's, That's you. Oh, there, there was one other person with me at, at the time. He's no longer around. He's family commitments and everything. So he, he took off. So it's just me. I've had writers come in and out. I give anybody a chance that wants to write there. It's free. I don't make a dime off of that thing. I pay for the right. whole thing on my pocket and we just kind of roll. It's just a little, little side product I have for fun. And uh, if like, it's basically if, you know, certain websites have, they want these pieces of content written, but Hey, I want to go write about this. So I have my Avenue. It's yeah. here we go. And that's kind of fun that way. Everyone needs everyone needs that uh, yep. in some way. I mean, I'm fortunate where like I don't need approval, so yeah. I can just kind of put out whatever. Yep. But I, but it's it's very important to be able to have that uh, that place now. So it's a WordPress site, I'm assuming. Yes, it's WordPress, and I'm very very poor at like I always make jokes, and it's not really a joke. I'm technologically challenged. I, I'm amazed I can do podcasts and live stream and all that stuff. A lot of like look at the microphone over a thousand podcasts, folks. Just happened. <laughs> so it's like it's like these things happen. But, so WordPress, I've had friends help me build it. Um, there's so many things I probably don't do that I could do on that site that I, I would love to do. I just, no time. I, no. I, my time is maxed. <laughs> that, that's fair. Your time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand that argument. I know that you are a very smart person, Brian. <laughs> and I know that with these things, you have the, the tool set to be like, okay, I can figure out yeah. this one thing. WordPress yeah. is a weird element. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't always recommend WordPress to people. I've said before, Medium is the the blog to use. If you're trying to just get your basic article somewhere online, get a Medium. It looks good. Uh, it's an easy thing to do. Highly recommend it if you're just looking for a place to post articles. Mm-hmm. If you want to create a, a site with, with authors in it helping out, yeah. WordPress is the one I, I would recommend over Wix and Squarespace and the others. It is the best CMS content management system there was. I, there was a year... Brian, I, that we moved away from WordPress. Really? I think um, it was a couple years ago. It was 2016. Okay. So what happened was uh, pitcher gifts happened, oh. failed, yeah. right? And because you know, MLB shut us down. Uh, and then came back without the gifts in 2015. Had a wonderful year. And then during it, 
um, I, I got in touch with someone that for my actual job or something like that, I needed, we needed help with something. So fine. I met this guy and then he's like, Hey, by the way, I do like computer stuff or whatever. Um, and I was like, huh? So I, I need help with say getting some numbers or whatever. And he got that for me. And then he kept, we had more conversations and was like, so I've really like, I think it's such a cool thing that you're doing. He was a baseball fan, Braves fan. And essentially pushed me to change the website from WordPress to like a Laravel PHP uh, build like framework essentially. And then we were, you know, it allowed him to make like the full on player pages that I always dreamed of essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And said so like, oh, if we do all this, we can do that. And I gave him this whole list of requirements of it. He was like, yeah, no problem. But then life happened to him. Yeah. And like, I understand. And it's just that all of a sudden, by the time I needed all this, these features, like being able to have authors come in and post articles, like he just couldn't create it anymore. Yeah. And so the entirety of 2016, he had no time. Like he was, he couldn't do this. So I had, I had gone in with this guy to do it and it was just, it was bad. They had like all, every author had to email me their oh, article no, and then I had to post it up. Yeah. That's no and, good. No good. I mean, that was back in the day when there were like 10 authors. I can imagine now. I have like six or seven authors and I couldn't even imagine doing that, <laughs> let alone what you have going on, man. So, so I, I remember actually, um, we got hacked because it was a Mongo database and he thought he didn't really do much security on it because yeah, it was just like, a, there was no ads or nothing. It was just like a little fan site, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. so pictureless at that point was just, Hey, we care about fantasy baseball and there, there's no money involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so someone found like the default passwords and ransomware us, deleted the database and then asked for like Bitcoin. I was like, dude, I'm not like, no. Um, and they were so apologetic once they realized what we were. <laughs> oh, you're not what I thought you were. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I, and I found out about this, like I'm traveling to Vienna to see my sister. I'm in uh, the airport beforehand and I go to the site and I see like the, the 404 page with like our admin password on it. I'm like, what, what? This is public. Like, this is what it is. <laughs> and like, I arrive in Vienna to see my sister and I'm like, I'm really sorry, but like, I, this is a crisis, you know? Uh, so then we, I went back to WordPress after that and my God, I'll never leave you again. WordPress. Yeah. I'm so sorry. How could I ever treat you that way? It, it's, it's cool. And I, I want to start doing more with it. It's it, I've had moments where I thought about, should I just full time make my own website work or should I like, I, I, it's, it's a fun conundrum to uh, try to figure out. Well, I mean, I would say back then websites were more important than they are now. Yeah, exactly. They're not as everyone knows me or most people know me more from my voice than they do from my written content. Right. So I mean, we, we definitely check out the Chris Welsh podcast. Uh, they're exclusively, they're basically exclusively podcasts. Right. I, I talked to Chris yeah. a lot about the different avenues of, of your business, ways to essentially how you become uh, a character or, a, a, mm-hmm. a, I don't know, a personality in the industry yep. and the avenues you have to make money from that. Uh, Patreon is a major one. If you're just trying yep. to find a place for people to read your stuff and get paid for it, there's that. There's Substack as well. I, uh, having your own WordPress website right now is not something I recommend. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's, it's not, not the easy. same. Nope. And it's just the amount of volume you need yep. to, to become like actual, like make it work is so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So it's yeah. There are other avenues, podcasts, yep. way to go, uh, video content, live streaming, stuff like that, I think is generally an easier, like, more accessible thing these days. So definitely, ah, the world has changed. Always. Uh, 
So I want to I want to hear more about your your path here, though. It wasn't you know it's not just as simple as like okay I started that podcast <laughs> like five years ago and hey here we are now you know yeah. uh, what were your big moments uh, during it? My big moments uh, I thought it was oh, let's see is obviously when you're when you're starting out you get those first quote unquote big time guests those are like the oh wow moments um, you know when I got DVR on that was big I'll never forget getting Spore on um, just for my 100th episode. So I had it all planned out. You know, come out of this big hundredth episode, right? Right. And uh, I, and it was the funniest thing ever. I'm having my wife and I met her friend, her two friends, and their two uh, husbands as well. We're having lunch, and um, one guy goes, "So how's the podcasting going?" And I was kind of telling him my hundredth episode with Paul Sporer, and he goes, "Oh, the video game guy." And I'm like, "You've got to so be kidding me!" Everyone yeah. knows Spore, yeah. but they had no idea about his fantasy stuff. It was <laughs> the funniest thing I'd ever heard. And so, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, that's the guy." So there's that. Um, I guess it's just those little things. Like we talked about, start out. It takes a while. Like I'll never forget. You know, all of a sudden I had 100 listeners on a show. I'm like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, this is like the coolest thing ever!" Like you right. start hitting platforms. Um, I've got to meet you. I get to meet so many amazing individuals that we actually like talk, you know, through DMS and messages and stuff, not just, Hey, you want to come on the show? Like we actually communicate for things. So it's just the little things. I guess there's so many of them. I can just blabber on for hours about it, but um, it all kind of blends together. Now I've done so many of them. I think the biggest thing is just the connections and the, the realization that this thing's uh, quite a, it's not a tight knit family. It's a very loose, fun group. Absolutely. Uh, And I want to go more into that, but really quickly, a quick word from our sponsor. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PO Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show so okay, so one of those people that you you started to to link with was Toby Batflip Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that come to be? Well, first off, I will be a hundred percent honest. Hearing you and Spore have your little side shows, the fireside chats, I thought was amazing because you're bringing two audiences together. It's two friends just talking. Um, like you know, with Alex, the more and more you record with the same person, you b- build a rapport, you build like different things, and there's so much fun in that. Like it, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's awesome. So Toby and I, we've kind of known each other from time to time. We did barf together, the barf draft, the Bay area rotisserie fantasy league. And we were drafting live and uh, he was talking about is going to do his crazy. I'm going to drive home and record my show, recapping my podcast while I drive like he does. And I was like, why don't you come on the show Tuesday night? And he's like, okay. I said, why don't we do a, a co-show Bubba and the bat flip? Okay. Like, it was just kind of like, let's do it for fun. And then it's like, okay, that went well. People liked it. They liked the idea. I liked the idea of he's so statistically like minded. 
Like Mm -hmm. he is just, here's my spreadsheets. Here's this where I'm just kind of, I make jokes. Like I have caveman projections. I'm like, I see a game. I see how guys play. I get more feels there. I use the data. I'm not like oblivious to it, but I have a different way of analyzing than he does. So it brings kind of both spectrums to a conversation, which I like. And it started working well. We were doing our things and people liked it. I'm like, let's just make this weekly. He goes, sounds good. So we just, but when the bat flip, we've gone almost 80 episodes now. We're recording uh, one on Tuesday nights. So we, I do one of those every week and then I do one or two guest episodes a week, but it's awesome. He's the single, like one of the nicest human beings you ever meet. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I can be very sarcastic at times and I feel bad being sarcastic to him because he's just so nice. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but uh, it's awesome. It's like a good relationship we've built. And uh, I just love the differences we have in, on our viewpoints on things but we can still get together and like have an awesome show. So it's really, really cool. Uh, he's like a little, like a brother. Like I wouldn't say little brother. He's my same age. The funny story with this real quick. When yeah. we found, we found out, I can't remember if it was one of the barf drafts or just talking in general. One, one of the times I had him on my show beforehand, Toby grew up 10 minutes away from me in the oh, town man. next to me. We were, he is from Davis, California. I'm from Woodland, California. We were like the Giants Dodgers rivalry, like high school games. They had to separate the sidelines. Um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like we used to travel to like the baseball games. We'd be in left field, like chanting stuff. We were big rivalries and we never knew each other, obviously. But it's this the funniest thing be. ever. This yeah. was meant to be, Brian. Exactly. You know, well, that's so. uh, that makes me really happy to hear. Uh, and it does sound to me that this is not something. Uh, yeah, eighty episodes deep. I mean, this is going to continue for a while. I don't see it changing anytime. Yeah. I don't see it changing anytime soon. But you never know; things happen. But uh, yeah, yeah it, should, it should be going strong for a bit. Absolutely, and uh, I'm looking forward to your uh, finals appearance next year in the uh, the the uh, the podcast tournament. I yeah. uh, you should be there. I, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's hard to uh, beat the the masses like Pitcher List and many others, but we should not have been there. We shouldn't. Uh, both years, I still stop don't it, understand. Stop it. Just I'm stop serious. It. I am very no. serious about this. I. But anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I love what you guys are doing with. I appreciate it. Great job with it. Um, and uh, yeah, we're all lucky that it's continuing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to. I want to shift gears a little bit here. Uh, it's not just baseball with you. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you talk and I, I, this is taking a lot out of me because if the joke is known, it's that it's only baseball all the time. I appreciate and here I this. am about to say golf. Yep. So talk to me about golf, Brian. You sound like Bogman and the hour, the hour I do with Bogman every week. He lets me plug my stuff and he goes, oh, you're a golf guy, too. I said, yes, I am. I love golf. I think uh, I love playing the game of golf because unlike baseball, where there's a lot of one individual battles in baseball, it's still a team mm-hmm. sport in the end. Golf, right. it's literally you against yourself. Like sure. you're the only. So it's one of those deals. If you've had a long day, or you just you can just go play golf, and you don't need you can do it by yourself with four guys, whatever. You can make it work. So I love it. I love it, and I love playing DFS golf. I love just PGA in general because there's such a, a young movement in golf. Obviously, Tiger Woods got everybody into golf, but there's such a young group of golfers now. Um, that are just taking the world by storm. They're kind of transferring the perception of golf. They're making it fun. Uh, I think it's a great thing. I know it's not for everybody. I know it's not the best TV footage. If you're not a fan, it can be very, like they call it the Sunday nap. I get it, hmm. but um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. It's kind of my my getaway time, and I just kind of parlayed it into just talking golf. It's how I love to talk baseball. I found a buddy of mine, uh, Jesse, DFS Golf Gods, that – he um he shares a, a passion. He's in Kentucky. We've never met face to or hand to hand, face to face, but we've recorded 160 episodes together now. Like we wow. text all the time. I, I we talk about golf all the time. So um 
it's just another side passion. Like you, the way you love music is probably how I love golf. Like I can sit there and just play golf. So we all have hobbies. We can't, as much as we love baseball and fantasy baseball, if you consume your entire life with it, you're going to go crazy. You have to have some kind of avenue oh, to yeah. do something. And go- for me, it's golf. So I, so first of all, I feel like for me, I ask people like, can you name me a baseball player? And they say like Alex Rodriguez. No, I like Derek Jeter. No, David Ortiz. No, like I'm like, Hmm, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. There you go. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholas. Nicholson was an actor. (laughs) He was the Joker. Yeah, right, right. Of course. I knew that. I was just, I was just testing you, Brian. Yeah, of course. Oh man. Um, I love it. And that's about it. Like, I don't yeah, know any I, of these. I get it. Talk about young guns. I'm like, I have no. I can't, who is like the biggest golfer, save for Tiger Woods? Um, there's a couple of like Dustin Johnson. He's been just lighting the world on fire the last couple of years. He's been big uh, from like a TV perspective. Jordan Spieth, he's finally making his quote unquote comeback. So that's a big deal. Okay. But there's just, and they all hang out together. Like what's so fun about them, I think is getting more young, youthful is there's like four or five of them. They go on spring breaks together. They use social media to let everybody know what they're doing. Like <laughs> it's not just like the old crotchety golfers that showed up and, you know, right, we're all right. dressed up in goofy outfits and stuff. It's Arnold a different Palmer. era. Yes. There you go. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, very one, good. That one. Yep. <laughs> Very good. So it's a it's a different era now, which I think is fun. And um, and one thing I'll say is, it's not for everybody on TV for sure. But if you want to go to a live event, it's kind of fun. I, I enjoy going to those. Mm-hmm. You can kind of you don't you're not stationary. You can move around. You can do things. I, I think it's a little fun. But then again, if you don't like golf, you probably won't like that either. <laughs> sure. I, I like being above average at miniature golf. There you go. Yeah, hey. They never they never have the clubs that are long enough though. No, not for you. No, no, oh, definitely it's, not. It's, so I do like a weird squat every time, and it's just <laughs> happy Gilmore, and you're gonna use it like a hockey swing. <laughs> I, I, I would like to do that, but then you know it is miniature golf. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that would work necessarily. But um, you talk about with, with hobbies and stuff. And I do want to pivot to that a bit. Um, and actually, before even that, I've got another thing. Uh, you mentioned you got to have a balance. Yeah. Right. Um, one of my mantras is everything in moderation. Yep. Um, and then there are always exceptions because I have to focus on baseball a lot. Yep. But I, so do you have any mantras for yourself that, that you live by? Um, mantras that I live by, there's probably some that I've said a million times from different movies or whatever, but, um, like, I, I guess the biggest one is just don't give up. Just keep trying. Like, don't let people mm-hmm. tell you no. Cause I've, I've been told no many times. I've been told a lot of things I've, uh, in life. You, you never always succeed. So if either, if you really want to do it, keep trying, there's going to be a way to make it work. So, um, I, I'd say just keep your nose down and, uh, and, and have avid, I guess the biggest mantra you mentioned earlier is when it comes to, I say with podcasting is be consistent. And that, right. that can, that can go for a lot of things in life. Oh yeah. Just be consistent in what you do. Be consistent in being good if not great like aim for stuff like that consistency wins championships yes so i think that's a big one yeah mantra that's good i I need to i I don't read enough like to have all the good mantras that's one thing i always i always want to read but if i tell you you heard my schedule there's not a lot of reading time involved there like i so the off season i actually read like i I make a point Mm -hmm. to read books and stuff at least at least sports books baseball books but um yeah no my my wife's the reader in the family (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that that's completely fine i mean this is something when i was in college or whatever i just sat down and said yeah mantras what what do i care about and i think there are some that have been like lost along the way yeah i i'm going to run through them before i think i've mentioned them before on, on this but it's it's know your audience that's number one good one that is just it's i true. can't express that enough of just be aware of, of your situation be aware of like what's expected out of you 
Um, and and just, just just know your audience. There's a time and place for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so just know your audience. Second is everything in moderation is mentioned. And then, of course, there are always exceptions on top of that. So don't live rigidly uh, and have a nice balance, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the fourth is steps, not leaps. That's um, a good one. That's a very so good one. It's, so it's about taking things slowly, understanding the building blocks of what you want to achieve. But also, when you're having a conversation with someone, you're never going to like make them take a leap. You got to make them take steps with you. And you have to take steps in the same direction, you know, uh, and me in the middle, kind of, right? So steps, mm-hmm. not leaps there. And the fifth one is just don't suck. That's a good one. Just, that's just a, don't that's, suck. You know, yeah. like, why do you have to suck? Don't suck. Yeah, dead Deadpool hitter Rob DiPietro. I won't say it on your show, but he has a great saying at the end of every one of his episodes. And it's so true. It's like basically don't be a bad person. Yeah, right. Like, don't yeah. suck. Like suck. there's so much going on in the world these days. We're just here talking baseball people. Yeah. Like, why do we have to be so mad about everything? Like yeah. let's talk yeah. like let's just talk baseball. I think I think that that's a good don't suck is a, a very good one. I like that a lot. That's so that's, that's the hidden uh, one. It relates like the other four, and it's like, Oh yeah, and by the way, just don't suck. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just don't suck. That's don't suck. like just be happy. <laughs> Come on. It's so yeah. true. Uh, I'll love it. Just be happy is is Brian's mantra. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful. Um, all right, so so we talked about music, we talked about sports. Uh, we got to talk about, say, movies and, and TV for a second. Okay. Uh, what is what is your favorite movie, Brian? <sighs> favorite movie? That's a that's a loaded question because I, I used to watch a lot of movies in college. Um, I watched like I love comedies. If I had to pick just one, and I guess I'll go back to baseball, I could probably watch Major League on repeat and just mm. recite the whole line. There's that. Like I sure. love Super Troopers. Like I love dumb comedies, like where I can turn my brain off and enjoy. Um, there's great movies in all genres, but I, I'm gonna go with Major League, with Bull Durham being a close second. Like I had your your guy Ben Palmer on. We did a, during oh, COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. During COVID, we did three different episodes. We started 21 through 30, 11 through 20, and then top 10 baseball movies the way we ranked them, and uh, that was pretty fun. Okay, I'm gonna say this right now, Ben Palmer. Uh, yes. if you got anyone wants a guest on their podcast ben palmer is perfect he has a list for everything we found yes. like the perfect person for a pitcher list mm-hmm. he has it's like a top 500 movies of all time and yep. then like the albums of every year he's got like a top 50 i don't know how he finds time with this with two that's what i told that's what i asked him that's what i asked him like what are you doing he just doesn't sleep yeah but must it, be. it's it's uh, it's unbelievable, and Ben Palmer is doing that kind of thing with Shagging Flies on the Pitchless Podcast yeah. Network. Definitely give that a listen with Zach Hayes too. Uh, it's an absolute wonderful listen. I uh, that's a good call though. I mean, I mean, Major League now. Bull Durham. I've got a bone to pick with this movie. I uh, love it. Bring it. Bring I, it on. The whole movie is about like having sex with Susan Sarandon. No, I had this conversation with with Ben, and then with actually Scott Bogman the other night. Uh, it's just I, I agree. I was so shocked. It's a love story. Um, but the way I can twist it, but the way I can twist it, well, it's a, it's a lust, it's a lust story. Yes, Let's a put lust that way. Story. It's yeah, a lust exactly. story. Yes. But I think it's also romantic in the fact that it shows the love for baseball with the love for Susan yeah. Saran. Like, because the whole thing starts out, you have Susan Saran and talking about this is her cathedral. Right. And then, right. then you have the, one of the best, like corniest, but best speeches ever when, um, when uh, Kevin Costner gives her her whole speech, it ends with like, you know, long walks on the beach, but he talks about the smell of the field, the crack of the bat. He goes through his whole thing. So there's kind of a little bit of both. So sure. I get where you're at. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I was just so shocked. I had never seen it until quarantine. And I was re- like, this is Whoa. it. Because everyone's like, you got to see Bill Durham. I'm like, okay, okay. I love I love the minor league spots. Like, and maybe it's because Kruko, Mike Kruko, like I, I'm biased, but I love our, our TV announcers for the Giants, Kruko and Kipe. Kruko always uses the pine when a guy strikes out, grabs some pine meat. 
I think mm. when calling the guy meat the way Crash Davis always called Nuke yeah, Lelouch right, right. meat was just like the old school stuff that when you grew up playing baseball, I grew up playing baseball before um, the way things have to be talked about nowadays where things were a little looser back then. And the, the comments and jokes and stuff that might have stung a little bit, but then you let it sink in. You're like, huh, that's kind of funny now. Uh, so like the meat thing was funny to me. Um, you know, when they're, they're talking about buying you know, bridal gifts on the mountain. Oh yeah. Well, like, that's amazing. I mean, there are, there are yeah. moments in that movie that I yeah. understand the legacy based on just like, Oh yeah, that's baseball stuff. Yeah. Or like when, and, when, yeah, I, I get your part about the romance. So I a hundred percent get that. You know, I want to call it dull Burnham, but you know, that's, uh, that's just me. Okay. What about field of dreams then? I mean, that's great, though. That's, okay. You want to talk about actual romanticism of yes, baseball. Yes, I'm with you there, too. Now, now the question Ben Palmer and I have is, do you have a catch or do you play catch? Oh, no, no. Let's have a catch. Okay. This is okay. this is a massive thing oh, yeah, in the Pitcherless Discord, too. It, it okay. is endless. And, like, someone has to mention it every month or so. We go okay. back into it. Ben Palmer is usually the one that does it. Yeah. But it's have a catch. Let's have a catch in the park. This is like what yeah. my, you know, my dad and I would do. We... um. We lived like uh, like a block away from the park, essentially from Prospect yeah. Park here in Brooklyn. So that was my backyard. I didn't really have a backyard. Yeah, and let's, let's have a catch, Dad. You yeah. know. And for anybody, I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, you've seen Field of Dreams. But if you haven't, just go look up the speech that Ed, uh, was it something James Earl, Earl Jones. Jones, James Earl Jones. Oh yeah, gives Baseball. it. It is literally before I was smart enough to put together a podcast and edit it and everything before I had the Metallica opening. I played that before every episode of bench with Bubba, <laughs> his, his speech. So oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I love that speech. I mean, okay. So, so you went, you went on the baseball route though. And like the yeah. comedies and stuff. So is there like, for me, the prestige is my favorite movie because that's it's just a good the one. Most clever. It's the most clever thing ever that I could never, I could never come up with it on my own. You know, there's, it's not the most uh, emotional film as in there are a lot more thought provoking ones. There are, you know, actually like, these are really important movies. The prestige is more of, man, if I tried to create anything like this, I would have, I would have failed miserably. Mm-hmm. That is such a brilliant screenplay and execution of, of that story. Um, and if no one has seen the prestige with Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, it's not the yep. illusionist, which everyone you know, <laughs> came at the same time. Yep. But, uh, oh my God, that movie is so good. It's just, it's, it's brilliant. I guess, I guess one for me, like a non sports route. Um, and maybe it's cause I watched it in, in, uh, my movie studies class in college and we broke it down deep. Uh, Goodfellas, I think is one of the, like an amazing front to back, uh, the way they do it, the way they use, once you learn the whole idea of how they use lighting and, and camera angles and stuff, you're like, Oh wow. Okay. This makes more sense of why they're doing what they're doing. Right. I, I loved that movie. And I've watched I've, like that, like that one casino, if it's on TV and I'm not watching baseball, I can pretty much just leave it on and watch the one, the guilty pleasure. And I'm going to say it here. Cause I've said it before and people, people think I'm crazy, but if you have any kind of cable or satellite TV and you have TNT or something like that, um, devil wears Prada is always on TV. Hmm. And that is a, people will laugh at me. Well, no, it's don't. actually, hey. it's a sneaky, it's a sneaky, like entertaining what movie. What you like is what you like. And Glenn Close, have- Glenn Close is amazing. Like absolutely amazing. So it's going to say it. It's interesting. Well, all right. You heard it here first. Uh, yep. No, yeah. Only, only Brian feels this way. Apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard good things about this movie before. It's I've a good movie. It. It's a good movie. It kind of can tie back to starting out a podcast. This, this girl wants to be in the fashion industry and she starts out as an intern and she's interning for one of the biggest companies in the world. And uh, not as easy as you thought. Right. Well, okay. So on the, on this topic, right. 
I, what does Brian want to do? What is, what is Brian's inspirations and goals and dreams? And when you see where you are right now, how are you seeing the journey ahead for you? Well, ideally, I'd love to do this full time, but uh, that's a, a, that's one thing I like to tell people real quick. It's very tough to do these days. Very, very tough, especially to, to make a full-time living and make it work. It's, it's not easy. There's there's not too many of them. So I'd love to keep growing the quote unquote brand, as they say, um, Ben Flip Bubba. I like to, I like to make it more video oriented with my, my podcast part. I want to, that's something I want to be able to do this off season. I've already kind of put it aside, learn how to do better video editing, cool features and videos, stuff like that. I want to make it more of a multimedia type idea and go go that route i love to be able to do my podcast but then also do like short like videos like hey here's a waiver wire thing for five minutes or something like sure. that um things along those lines so i'd like to just grow it in that respect like the dream dreams full time but i'm also a realist so i grow it to you know as big as it can get without uh, you know killing my day job so my family can still yeah, enjoy right, life right, right. <laughs> yeah so okay so it's doing uh is it with someone else is it your own thing is it you know uh, i know you're doing rotaballer for example right now and yeah uh, that's a great question um i'm a realist like in a perfect world you'd love to do your own thing and make it your 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 masterpiece but it's also very difficult and right. i've found great people i have to work with like i love to work with toby um i love working the work i do with scott bogman like i said i do an hour on the radio show every week and i do one of my dfs shows is five days a week with bogman so, um, and they kind of call me like an, an, a, an uninherited ITL member. I've been on their chats. I've gone on their shows, like you've gone on their shows, but I've done a lot of stuff with them. So there's been jokes before, like, you know, that we'll join up with them and do other things. Like if, if there could be like a, not a jump, like a John boy media, I think is a great example of how you could do it. If I could do something with like four or five, a handful of other guys, maybe 10 or yeah. something, not, not a ton, but a handful and do a multimedia thing where there's like daily content, video and radio type stuff. I think that'd be outstanding that would be like a dream thing like uh, that that would uh, really put it all together you know i've always dreamed of the fantasy mcmansion that would be uh, awesome right like you yeah. know it's just all okay these really great content creators all together and the entire day is just all of us all we do is just make yep. funny things that's just us enjoying the sport because that that's one thing and that that would kind of bring like what would be the best of the best i would love to be able to do most of them like i'm so jealous when you and alex get to always record together mm. one of my favorite podcasts i ever did is i was in scottsdale for business and Bogman came and picked me up. We went back to his apartment and we recorded our radio show live. It's just totally staring at different, different. Isn't it? It's a different animal. It's so much fun, but you can see the reactions. You're not cutting each other off. You can see like, there's so many things you can do. I would love to be able to do shows like face to face. Like it'd yeah. just be amazing. I mean, I've said this before, but I mean, I see a lot of people are paired up with people in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. this is just, and I, the fact that Alex fast fell into my lap, like sent me an email and he happened to be in Brooklyn too. And the whole yeah. thing is just like, how did this happen? How do I get so lucky that like I get to be paired with Alex? Um, but I mean, you, I, I think I've mentioned it with you. Uh, I think you were already doing video when I, I went on Bench with Bubba. I think it was your 300th episode, actually. It was 300, yes. I was yes, so was. so honored <laughs> to be 300. I haven't even gotten to 300. I'm at 255 right now. Yeah, but you, you, you're doing just fine. <laughs> just saying. Well, I mean, that, that's that's no small feat there, Bubba. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, you're what, like 500 now or something? It, no, we're like 384, okay. 385. Oh, yeah. all right. Okay. We, have, we, we haven't gone. I had to take a little break we had this thing called a kid i had to slow down for a little bit ah uh, yes yeah the goat yeah and it's yes. like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no i the you know it's important to do video even when it's streamed 
Yep. Um, I mean, we're doing that right now, and it's so much different than just hearing yourself. So I remember, yep. uh, I think I forced like Spore when we first did it. I was like, we're turning on video. I need to see you yeah. as I yep. do this. Um, but yeah, I'm very lucky. Like you can actually see my the background is how I record with uh, with Fast in this room of death, as he likes to call it. I made it for him, you know. Yeah. I made it for us. The things, no the things echo. you do for your friends. It's beautiful. yeah. And then they just say, "Oh, it's a murder room. Are you going to kill me?" <laughs> no, no. I, I wouldn't bring you here. Yeah. This is the <laughs> obvious part. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but I. But right, it's just so much better. It, it yeah. really. It's um, and obviously during quarantine and a lot, there was a lot of the distance. And it's been really nice uh, recently. Um, and by the way, are you uh, are you vaxxed? Are you? Yep. Tomorrow yes. will be two weeks, so I'll be like free, good free to go. They yeah, said like I'm, I'm already looking online about getting Giants tickets. Like I'm like I want to go enjoy life right now, people. Like that's I, I was fortunate to get it. I'm not going to go that far. I'm like I'm not you know down in my chest, but um, that's one of the perks of the, the business I work in. We're essential right, workers, yeah. so I kind of got to go ahead of the line there. But um, yeah, it's it's done. It's I was lucky. I was one of the few that didn't have a, a major reaction on the second shot oh, where nice. I, I I've had friends have it. We've heard people talk about it. My right. mom got it the same day I did. She was down for two days. I was just like a little tired the next day, but nothing crazy. Um, yeah, but yeah, you can't afford it. You can't afford no, to. Uh, yeah. no, I, like people Bogman was freaking out. He's like, we have two shows to do tomorrow. I said, We'll make it work. I promise. Yeah, right. This is my thing. And next week uh, in a week from whenever this goes live uh, tomorrow is I, uh, I'm getting my second shot and I'm getting mm-hmm. it at like 11 a.m. Yep. And I have, I got to be up at 11 p.m. to start writing the roundup and stay up to one <laughs> thirty and write it. And then the very yep. next morning I got to do the live stream. Yep. And I don't want to take a nap because if I take yep. a nap, then I won't be able to sleep in the time yep. that I need to sleep. So I'm just power I mean, through. I'm kind of just like, hey, are you all accepting that this is going to be the worst content I put out all year? <laughs> as long as uh, we're on the same page, yeah. then it should be fine. It's for the but, betterment of all of us. Just let, yeah, let me have this know. this 24 hours here. <laughs> Which one did you get, by the way? Uh, the Moderna. Yep. Okay. That, yep. That's 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 what I got as well. Yep. I'm very happy to hear this. Uh, yep. And you know, enjoy the Giants game. I mean, I I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, because uh, uh, oh, man, I was getting emails. I, I told my wife I literally pulled over in excitement because like I get an email that Bill Burr is having a show in November at the San Jose at the um, Center for Arts, an indoor place. I'm like. Things are starting to happen. Like this right. is actually happening. Yeah. We're doing things, people. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, we're gonna have to still wear masks and stuff. Yeah, which I, and it won't be a hundred percent for a while, but we're gonna get there still, over time. Oh. It would just be okay. You just get the vaccine. It's a yearly thing. That's yeah. it. We have I, you know, hopefully, built-in sick days yeah. for like one or two days when you get your vaccine. It's like the COVID IL. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you just put them on and come off in two days. We're yeah, good. No problem. Or sometimes you're Lance McCullers and you throw anyway. Yeah, geez, uh, don't don't bring me back to that torture. I mean, he's not pitching. I think today. Today. Of today it, yeah. Yep. Like, thankfully, like, all right. You know what? Maybe just a day. Rest. rest. Just rest. Yeah, just rest. You can do it. It's okay. Oh, uh, with that new slider, I can't wait. Anyway. Oh, dude, don't get me excited not- on it. I've always been a Lance McCullers guy. Yeah, this isn't a, the fantasy pod, but I love that, and mm. I'm just admitting way wrong on Tyler Glass now, people. Oh but yeah, he, uh, well, but yeah. it's because he's got the third pitch. I said he needed a third pitch. I will clarify it that way. But he looks, he looks, he looks <laughs> Bubba, filthy. He Bubba, looks filthy. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Like we're in the business of good discussion, you yep. know, not not hot takes. 
you yep, know exactly as long as you as long as you present information and you have the discussion yep. like if it goes doesn't go the way that you're saying yep. it's all probabilities that's all we do we're essentially that's all we do taking these all, all these variables and trying to make a slider and a spectrum for people like okay there's a percentage who does this and a percentage who does that yep. every single picture can be good every single picture can be bad i uh, that's yep. just the way it works so we can't be you know it's it's yeah. impossible. <laughs> Definitely, it's impossible, and we're all really happy about Glasson. But his slider wasn't as good last time. So no, it was not. It. It was, <laughs> we'll but see. anyway, that's not what we're doing here. Uh, we yep. got to wrap this up. I've already kept you for too long. My God, I said about an uh, hour, it's, and it's it's, fl- it's flown by, and I love it. It's been a blast. Yeah, right, uh, yep. Brian. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell everybody what you're doing, where they can find you, um, yep. and yeah, what's ahead for you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BDentrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I tweet too much, but you'll find all my content through my tweets. Um, but the Bench with Bubba podcast, that's my baby. Like if you're going to watch, if you're going to do any one thing of my content, go watch, go listen to that, please. I, I'd appreciate it. Um, I also do the MLB DFS Quick Hits going on five years now there. It's half an hour every morning. I also do the Lion Star DFS show with Scott Bogman every morning. Um, you have the golf podcast. We have written content at Rotoballer. Follow me on Twitter. You'll get it all there. And just that's just coming out. I told you my schedule at the beginning. You're going to get me Monday through Friday content wise pretty much all year round. And then whatever guest spots pop up. Oh, man. Like this one. Here we go. Yes, I loved it. I love it. Uh, no, so great having you here, Brian. Really. Thanks for taking the time. Keep doing what you're doing. One of the nicest guys in the industry. And yeah, thanks for being here, man. This was awesome. Anytime, my friends.